Ruoff Mortgage wants to welcome you home with their fast and stress-free mortgage process. Ruoff knows that when you're ready to move, you want to keep things moving. From the moment you start, Ruoff makes sure the process moves quickly, often twice as fast as other lenders, so you can close quickly and settle in sooner. Visit Ruoff.com to learn how you can qualify for the fastest loan of your life. That's Ruoff, R-U-O-F-F dot com. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. Let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime. As you come for a breath, often irritated, never duplicated, the greatest show on dirt, the world of outlaws. It's time to sit back. Relax and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving. Hello again, it is Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. So glad you have joined us. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we just love it. That is for sure. Aaron Evernham and Steve Post here. We're going to talk to a couple of big winners from this past weekend. Lucas Wolf and James McFadden are going to join us here on the program. So, uh, Aaron, with multiple races, we finally get multiple winners. I think it's uh, it's good. We, we're, we're ready to talk to some race winners. Yes, we sure are. And, you know, the, the weather's still been tricky, but at least we're getting races in. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It is going to be fun, that's for sure. Okay, so... Um, your 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 horse showing. How's the horse show world going? Everything going good with uh, with Miss Kate and her horses? It's going really good, which is a wonderful oh thing as a parent, but not a wonderful thing on the old financial status. Oh, so as <laughs> we, you do better, it gets it, more and more costly. Well, yeah, then you you know you want more ponies, and ponies are not cheap. And I thought you know racing was expensive, and this might be worse. Should have got her that quarter midget. Should have got her that quarter yeah. midget. You know? No, we we took her to Millbridge once. She liked it, but she said no. This isn't this isn't my sport. Ponies are my thing. So it's she's been pretty clear about it, and she's doing really well. So it's it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch Ray, uh, kind of maybe starting to slow down a little bit in the work life, and enjoying watching her and seeing her success. That is cool. So yeah, it's it's that been really cool. it's been fun. Yeah, no doubt it is it is neat. It really truly is. Um, I saw this. And speaking of uh, friends and and successful people in motorsports, uh, it's not related to sprint cars, other than a guy that has a passion for sprint cars. SRX has Ron Caps yeah. running Eldora. Now, I love, because I love Ron Caps. Yes. I mean, it's like Ron Caps is one of the coolest guys on the planet. He really and is. And loves sprint car racing. Yes. Loves the sprint car racing. So, I uh, look forward to Ron Caps slinging some dirt. Yeah. yeah. So, good stuff. But I just, when I think of, when I think of, you know, when I think of successful people like Ray and Ron Caps and guys like that, it's just kind of, and I just happened to see that this morning. And I don't know why it really popped into my mind other than, uh, our boy Caps, and they'll be coming to Charlotte soon. Yeah. Uh, the NHRA will, too. So yeah. uh, they're up and running. Everyone's kind of getting up and running, and I think that's kind of where things are at. World of Outlaws have, woo, had two straight weekends yeah. where they got all their races in. Um, 
Pennsylvania, Williams Grove, we can't get that place open to save our keisters. Yeah. Uh, Attica, we can't get that place open to save our rear ends, um, although they're all going to try again this week. So we'll see see what happens with it. But, um, man, I'll tell you what, I don't know. I don't know. This whole um, – I was talking to um, um, Eric Walls. Eric is the former director at um, the All-Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's no longer – he's working for um, J.J. Um, – or um, – Justin Haley. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it used to be J.J. Haley. Uh, or no, I was thinking I'm getting someone else put together. J.J. Yaley? Well, no, no, J- no. J- no, because it was J.J. <laughs> oh, uh, I know who you're talking one time about. Yeah, it was, yeah. One time it was J.J. Haley. Yes. And he went to Justin Haley. When he first started, it was J.J. Haley. Oh, I didn't know. Yes, that. absolutely. So that's why I was getting the J.J. Haley. That Yaley is very, it's yes. too close. It was, it really was too on close. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Um, and we were talking about this, and I used to work for a guy in Pennsylvania. Um, Seward Rice was his name. It was Pencan Speedway up in mm-hmm. uh, up in northeastern Pennsylvania. And, you know, we'd have in the modified world, we've had Fulton open the first weekend of March. Yeah. And one year they'd get beautiful sunshine. It'd be great. And then, oh, then, and then some years they didn't. And Ricey, he was pretty conservative with, with the way things were. He was aggressive on promoting, but very conservative. And our deal was we would start two weeks before Memorial Day on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And his deal was, let's get a couple of weeks in. Memorial Day to Labor Day. Yep. We're going to make money. Labor Day, of course, we're Friday night track. Once you get past Labor Day, you get into high school football. Yeah. Okay. And he was like, we're going to start two weeks before Memorial Day, get a couple of weeks in Memorial Day to Labor Day, yes. and shut her down. And when you look at the weather this year, it's like, oh, man, there's been a whole lot of money spent for very little racing in yeah. a lot of parts. So and it just, but then, you know, and you hit it right, you hit it right, and you're gold. Yeah. You know, I mean, so fascinating times, that's for sure. Let's get right into our Hefner Racing Product Hot Topics. World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, the Texas Outlaw Nationals. Love when the World of Outlaws roll back into Devil's Bowl. Um, just such a historic place where 1978 it all began. Um, Friday night, Brad Sweet picked up the win. It was his second consecutive one because he'd won at Talladega Short or Magnolia the Magnolia. week before. Magnolia the week before. Um, so Brad's back on the high horse and rolling along. I don't know that he ever got off the no. horse. But when Brad doesn't win races, we're like, what's wrong with Brad? You know, and so he got it going. And then Saturday night, James McFadden picked up twenty grand. Um, good to see that Roth number 83 mm-hmm. and James in victory lane. Yeah. Second win of the season. Yeah. And really, when you put it together, he won his rate win last year was in October. So third win since October. Yeah. So pretty good role there. Yeah. Now they've struggled a little bit in between those wins. And we'll talk to James. He's one of our guests. We'll talk to him in between about that. But, um, you know, it was good to see James McFadden. Yeah. And that Roth car in victory lane always looks good. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. And we know, we all understand what that means to, to Dennis Roth and Teresa and everybody there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, I'm sure he was a proud team owner. Uh, watching on Dirt Vision, watching that car yeah. roll into victory lane at Devil's Bowl of all places, too. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good win. Yeah, really good. Nice, nice stuff. Uh, Port was fascinating. Uh, we had a kid named Jason Schultz out there leading, looking for his first career win. Yeah. He had a flat tire, so that turned the lead over to Danny Dietrich. And you're like, okay, let's see what Dietrich says in victory lane. Green, white, checker. <laughs> and Lucas, holy man, yeah. did he go through the middle and turn number one. And left Danny's head spinning and put Lucas into victory. Yeah. So Lucas good Wolf. To see him back in victory. It's good to see him in victory lane. We're going to talk to Lucas and um, we're going to talk about free beer at Port Royal this weekend, too. Free beer? Wow. Yeah, that's what they need up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they've got a deal. They, got don't, a deal. they don't pay any, you know, they, they don't yeah. drink it if they, they don't, don't get it. Yeah, free. They, yeah, right. 
Yeah, they're they're actually. We'll talk. We'll ask Lucas about this. I've heard a rumor that they're giving away free beer at Port Royal. Are you I'm going? Like, are you, yeah, I might go <laughs> up. Exactly. Uh, neat stuff. So Atomic Speedway. It was Parker Price Miller getting the win. So good to see PPM mm-hmm. getting the win, and they're gearing up and getting ready to go with some uh, some all star racing and some high limit stuff. I'm assuming. Uh, St. Francis, Joe B. Miller picked up the win. And USCS were here in the vicinity down at Travelers Roth in South Carolina. Mark Smith picked up the win. But how about this? Cherokee Speedway, Johnny Bridges. I'm telling you what, most of y'all probably don't know Johnny Bridges. But that is just a guy from Cherville. And that's right. It's not Cherryville. It's Cherville, North Carolina. It's spelled Cherryville, North Carolina, (laughs) but it's Cherville, North Carolina. And there is a guy that just oozes. Sprint car. Yes. And has won a fair number of asphalt races back when USCS mm-hmm. and there was the, the, the other series that ran asphalt races. Yep. Uh, has won his fair share of dirt races locally. And I just, Johnny's one of those guys that I wonder what would have happened if at some point he would have got a good opportunity. I mean, yep. and he's got a good opportunity. He loves what he's running his own deal. He loves it. He's tied in with the Moss family and everything else. But he's just, man, every time I watch him race, I'm like, man, he is a really, really talented. Yeah. Great, great racer. Um, you know, uh, the marketing side of it might be a little tricky with Johnny. He's a little rough around the edges, which is makes him, I love talking with him. I love getting a chance to chat with Johnny Bridges. And um, he's just a good dude. And I was, when I saw he won at Cherokee, I was bummed because a lot of times I get to those yeah. races. Of course, I was in Richmond. I was bummed that I wasn't there because uh, a beer uh, I wouldn't have had a cigarette, but Johnny would have had one or two uh, <laughs> after the race with Johnny. When a race winning Johnny Bridges is always good, yes. so I, I love that. And, and and that's one of the things I just love about sprint car racing. Every part of the country has these guys that mm-hmm. that you don't really hear of outside of that area much. But boy, when you come to that area and you come to their neck of the woods, they're yeah. tough to beat. And Johnny's yeah. one of those guys. He sure is. Yeah. So good stuff. Really good stuff. Fun stuff for sure. So. Johnny Bridges picking up the win at the place your mama warned you about, Cherokee Speedway. <laughs> Woo-hoo, man, yeah. man. Had a late model race coming up there in a few weeks. Can't wait to get back That's down by the, uh, the big peach in the air. That's by the big peach, the peach butt. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. The peach butt. Yeah, the big peach down there. And, uh, so when you know you're close. To you Cherokee. know you're close when you get close to that peach butt. Exactly, yes. And I, if you ever wonder what Steve's talking about, just check him out on social media when he's yeah. down there. That's right. When I'm down that way, it. there'll be a peach butt picture. Yes. Yeah, you do like to frequent the There the is, yes, butt the peach butt pictures. Yes, absolutely. I was, uh, we drove to, uh, we're uh, way off the reservation now. Way Imagine off. that. Imagine that. Talking about peach butts. We were driving to Atlanta for the uh, truck series race and i don't remember the last time i've ridden in a car past the peach butt i've driven past the peach butt so oh, you're busy all you're, sorts of so opportunities yeah so you're busy yeah. driving you got the window down you're clicking and you click off like 72 and hope, pictures, you got one. hope you got one that's good you know this was like man i'm sitting in the back seat of the car our our, uh, our our executive producer ryan horn's driving sit in the back seat of the car get the picture centered up and took a good picture of the peach butt Exactly. The Peach Butt, and uh, those of you that, if you've ever driven and down totally confused right now. Yes, if you've ever driven down 85 between Charlotte and Atlanta, you get to Gaffney, South Carolina, and it's a water tower. And, of course, South Carolina is known for its peaches. So there's a, there's a little stem on the top that lets you know that it's a peach. But there's also a crack all the way down through it, which peaches, you know, they're kind of, they, they kind of, well, this looks more like something else other than a peach. So well, like I, I said, it. just go to Steve's yeah. phone. Can you go to my social, social media, media. You'll see it. Peach butt. So by peach the peach butt. butt down there at the place yeah. your mama warned you about. So good times. Glad we went there. Good Glad talk. we went there. Exactly. <laughs> and my buddy Jeff Wessel, who had a birthday with Hefner Racing yes. Products, he will be happy that peach butts are part of the Hefner Racing Product Hot Topics. Yes, I'm sure. I'm well. sure he will.
Absolutely. He will, actually, nothing surprises him with us. Now with Jeff. No, I mean, and, and Jeff will probably now send in a note and request more Peach Butt Talk during the Hefner Racing Product <laughs> Hot Topic. So uh, Hefner Racing Products, easy to shop their entire line. Aaron, where do they need to go? HRPRacing.com from your desktop or right on your phone. And first-time online orders, use promo code MRN at checkout for 10% off your first order. Hefner Racing Products. Oh, my gosh. Wings and mules and all kinds of everything. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Exactly. And bowls, too. Absolutely. So www.hrpracing.com. We need to step away. When we come back, we're going to fire up the old sage fruit hotline. Lucas Wolf from up in the state of Pennsylvania. He joins us next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, working to dial up the connection with Lucas Wolf. Yeah. Maybe he's stocking the cooler with all that free beer. Free beer. He's getting ready. Getting that cooler ready. probably already aligned, waiting. Well, Tuesday, that's when they start stacking the coolers up up in Pennsylvania for a race weekend. Yeah, you got to get them really cold. Oh, ice down, baby. Ice down, baby. So, uh, yeah, fun stuff. yeah, really, really cool. Let's let's hope. Let's 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 just hope that we get some good weather. Yeah. Um, man, the weather was crazy this weekend. I mean, not only did we get the rain out at, at Williams Grove, but even the uh, port, the wind, the wind was yeah, insane. I mean, wind. we were at a horse show, and you know, it turns out horses don't really love wind that's crazy really? when things fall down right on them. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah the, wind the wind was crazy. This, this has been a rough year. Yeah. It really has. Strange weather. Strange, no doubt about it. But they did get racing in at Port Royal on Saturday, and when they did do that, it was Lucas Wolf picking up the win. He joins us now on the Sage Fruit Hotline. Hello, Lucas. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Hi. How are you? We are doing well. Lucas has to be great. It's been a little bit. Uh, it's been a minute or two since you won one of those races. Had to be great to get back to Victory Lane up at Port Royal on Saturday. Uh, yeah, it certainly was. Um, it, it's been uh, certainly certainly some up and down. Uh, it was good to get a, a win, uh, an early in the season win, and uh, one that kind of came from being, you know, genuinely competitive, not not just simply hanging on. So uh, a good result for me, good result for for the team, and um, at a place at the moment that's incredibly difficult to uh, to win and run well at in Port Royal. So uh, all in all, a good event for us. Lucas, tell us how you made that that restart work where you were able to get by Danny Dietrich. It seemed like you made a line work that not many people were able to make work. Yeah, well, I think it got to the point where tire wear uh, was getting uh, kind of significant. And uh, one end was a little bit abrasive and the other end was uh, a little more slippery. So it kind of was spotty. The groove seems to move around a little bit. Uh, but I had a, uh, a really good uh, amount of speed in three and four. 
uh, I thought, and uh, that helped me a lot on the restart. Danny kind of tried to get going off the bottom, kind of on the flatter area, and seemed to struggle a little bit. I had uh, just incredible traction, and uh, which really kind of gave me a, a good shot of uh, of speed uh, once we cleared the uh, the starting cone on the front stretch, and, and kind of allowed me uh, the opportunity to take a shot, uh, regardless of which uh, which way he went. I kind of uh, ha- had a good opportunity to uh, to get up uh, either near him or or to him or or ultimately uh, in front of him. So it was uh, good good to be in that situation. Those are the ones that you that you like to have. The the ones that you like to do do properly when they're available to you. So in that regard, it all worked out. No doubt, did work out. That's for sure. And uh, and and rolled very. Were you aware? Had you had you looked in the middle earlier during the day? Were you aware that there might have been something there? Uh, had you had you explored or temp- uh, uh, tiptoed around there a little bit? Yeah, it's a bit tricky. Port Royal's uh, kind of so good with momentum, uh-huh. uh, really all over the track, but especially if you can run the the top of speed. So a lot of times, everybody kind of gives the top a go. Uh, at their first uh, first option, uh, and typically that's a, a, a wise decision. Um, but it wasn't as uh, it just wasn't as dominant off the top of two uh, throughout most of the feature. So it kind of gave you a little bit more of an opportunity to move around. Uh, I, I had kind of hit a spot through the middle of the race where I was struggling to to make any any improvements or keep up uh, even with some of the cars in front. Uh, and I, I got close racing with Logan Wagner which kind of moved me around a little bit. And, and kind of when I came out of that battle, I had a little bit of a better feel for uh, a good spot on the track. And then that uh, that allowed me to kind of catch back up as the leaders were in traffic and and also kind of uh, discover some new spots. So that's, uh, I guess, the beauty of dirt racing, especially a track as wide as Port is. There's a lot of different lines. It, mo- it moves around a lot. And uh, on this particular occasion, it was good to uh, to get prompted to move around and, and try to find something that was new and uh, maybe a little better. Lucas, the winds were particularly strong on Saturday with some crazy gusts. How does that, how did that affect the cars at Port? I know you, the fence is kind of high there, but was that a factor on Saturday night? Yeah, strangely, it ended up not being too terrible uh, in the car uh, at different times throughout uh, just kind of waiting around and in the pits, it would gust up and you, you know, you always, it always makes you a little bit nervous in those types of situations because of course you're carrying around uh, such a large wing, uh, big sail panels to uh, to catch a lot of the wind, but it wasn't too bad. Even the exposed side on the back stretch, I didn't notice too bad. It was a little bit tricky sometimes. I think in the one, uh, the kind of a opening area, the end of the grandstand, uh, there's a little bit of an opening there. I thought they are kind of wiggled you around some, but it is it is interesting. Certain tracks around here that we race a lot, especially early in the year, where there is uh, kind of more of a uh, more frequency of wind. Uh, Williams Grove is usually terrible for wind, uh, crosswinds, but it was uh, it was good enough that day. And I think they were, the track was aware of it. I think they had some contingency plans in place to not do anything foolish if it kind of got to that point. So I think they managed the situation pretty well. And uh, ultimately, though, I think they did a, a great job of getting the program in. We, we were able to run the full program in a very, a very reasonable amount of time. And uh, ended up, uh, I think, with everybody having a good day in that regard. No doubt. Good stuff, that's for sure. Lucas, when I pull back just a little bit and look at your season, uh, of course, Mother Nature has won more races than anybody else. But four starts, but you've had three top tens. You have a top ten at BAPS, a top ten at Lincoln, and, of course, this win at Port. 
you know, how do you feel? Have you in, in the in the small sample size you have thus far this year? How do you feel about your your performance, your effort so far? Uh, yeah, for me, it's been uh, more encouraging. We we tried to uh, to streamline a few things over the the off season to uh, to certainly get better and get more competitive. Uh, there's a, a lot of new and different things coming. Of course, the tires are would be a, a hot topic for uh, uh, changing things up a little bit. And then, of course, with the uh, the scheduling that is now available to us for the options of races to run ha- has just uh, continued to increase dramatically uh, year over year and now seems to be uh, super uh, super uh, options for basically for to run almost anywhere you want to go. So with all that being said, we kind of uh, took the opportunity to, to refocus on a few things. And thus far, those things have made a, a big improvement for me. So there's been some spots that we've done really well. Some other spots were kind of lagging a little bit, but it is still early yet. But just fortunate to get uh, to get out and run a couple races. And um, it, it's good to have good results and uh, certainly winning, but even consistently good results kind of uh, allow an opportunity to confirm uh, some of the ideas that you had or might have come up with and possibly rule out some of the other ones that you were maybe would have decided against. So those are uh, good things to have early in the year. Uh, versus being in a spot where you're kind of increasingly confused or getting inconsistent results. Lucas, you talk about how encouraging it is to be more competitive and running a little bit better. How difficult is it as a driver? I know you've been around the sport for a good amount of time now, but to to get you through those seasons where you're not getting the results you want and keeping that confidence up and the competition level being as high as it is, how hard is it on uh, on you mentally to get through those times? Yeah, I mean, it's bad to, uh, it, it's the whole, the whole process is bad, certainly. And certainly you would have been through it, uh, many different times, the, the ups and downs of everything. And there is, uh, there isn't much relief. Is, yeah. As big as, uh, the races are in the area, uh, which is good that we have those opportunities, but there's not too many, uh, races to kind of go and run and just kind of clear, clear your mind out of some of those, um, deficits, uh, as easily. So, it's uh it, it can be both a, a blessing and a curse to to have such high level competitive racing uh any any of our weekly shows now seems to be that way but it was uh it's been a bit of a trying time on and off uh, but we keep working on things i mean i guess in one aspect the good thing is that when you're when you're racing a lot you're still busy so you don't have too much time to to wallow around in your misery but um hopefully uh, uh kind of behind me at the moment and uh, full steam ahead no doubt. Let's talk about full steam ahead. Um, Central Pennsylvania, do you plan to venture out anywhere? Is it too early to determine? Or kind of what's the what's the grand scheme when we look at 2023? Uh, for me, I'm super flexible on, uh, you know, what's available. I guess it comes down to basically what would make the most sense for us in a, in both the short term and the, the medium term. There's the, the marquee events that I think at this point it's, it's pretty straightforward that you have to find a way to get to. Um, you know, the Knoxville's and Eldora's, uh, those type of events. I, I personally have to get back to those events and be there and, and ideally factor somewhere into the mix at those events. That certainly is the goal. Uh, between all the extra different uh, sanctions that are currently running and our local racing, it, it does give a, a wide range of options. If uh, we can run well, if we can continue to run well and improve and get to a point where we can be a factor, uh, I would look towards uh, traveling a, a reasonable amount, whatever is kind of doable 
it's a big step to just go from racing, uh, even if you're racing a lot of races, uh, race, but mostly racing local, it's still a big step to just go out and all of a sudden start effectively being on the road, even if you're just freelancing. So we're not quite at that point, I don't think, team-wise. That is certainly a goal to, to be in that position in the future. And I think if we if we were able to run well and consistently run well, those uh, those things are more achievable and it kind of make it a more tangible uh, proposition for uh, pitching potential partners, uh, dealing with the team, existing team members, and then uh, easier to justify for all of us. Yeah. Okay. So now we talk about these existing partners. Oh. I just got word that you guys, you're involved in this, and I'm not even sure I should give you credit or we should blame you after this is over. Did I hear right that you guys are giving away free beer at Port Royal? Yes, I believe that is uh, that is a promotion coming uh, this this Saturday. I think everybody's excited about it. Port Royal's been uh, been good partners to us, both as a race team and uh, some of the different ventures that we've uh, tried to do for a little bit of promotion. I think probably you guys would certainly say the same. Yes. Um, so we're, we're excited about that for uh, to do a little bit of something. We've had a lot of ideas uh, for doing different stuff, incorporating uh, obviously Orange Crate Brewing Company and uh, MPAP. Uh, just haven't quite had uh, good enough results all the time to, uh, to to make a good platform for it, I guess. So uh, since we had an opportunity here early in the year, and it looks like it's finally a, a weekend where we have uh, pretty reasonable weather, at least no rain. So we're hoping that uh, kind of start a little bit of a uh, something to look forward to. If we're running well, we'll we're able to do uh, certain things like that. And and uh, RC and everybody at Orange Crate, as well as Justin and Port Royal, I think worked pretty hard on putting it together in a short time. And I hope uh, hope it's something that a lot of people can uh, come out support and uh, be involved with. Yeah, to celebrate the win, you go to the merchandise stand, and of course you got to be of age, but a free tall boy of Pabst Blue mm. Ribbon PBR Tall Boy. How about that? Uh-huh. I, I still don't know free beer in Port. I mean, Port Royal does everything right, but I don't know that I've ever heard of a track with free beer. That might I, just take yeah. it right to the limit. You know, some tracks have dollar beer night or two dollar beer night or two dollar bush lights or whatever it is. But uh, Port Royal and Lucas Wolf putting it right over the top there with mm-hmm. that. So uh, I hope you have that cooler stocked up, Lucas. Yes, well, I, I focus on race team functions. I cannot take any credit or blame for anything that happens. Credit or blame, I like I hope, that. Uh, I hope I hope people can uh, come out and enjoy it, and uh, maybe it's a tradition that will get started. Very well done. Very well done, for sure. Lucas, congratulations. I was so happy to see your smiling face in victory lane there at Port Royal. Thanks for joining us here on Wing Nation and continued success throughout the season. All right, right on. Thank you, guys. There we go. Lucas Wolf joining us here. Free beer Port Royal. Now that has a ring to it. I just wonder where they're going to park all the cars and put all the people. Seriously. That is just And, and like, do they really have enough? Yeah, do they re- Yeah, do they really have enough? Yeah. I do like how Lucas has already backed out of the blame. Yeah, this you, thing yes. go upside down. That was smart. That was very a smart. Lucas is a very in. wise man for yeah. sure. So great stuff. Free beer Port Royal on Saturday. God, that just sounds fantastic. I mean that just sounds fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, well, I don't know about drinking beer out of your shoe. Yeah. I'm not sure that that's fantastic. Maybe a free one out of your shoe. I don't know. Well, a guy that drank yeah. a beer out of a shoe this past weekend is James McFadden. He did a shoey again on the wing, and he will join us next on the Sage Shrewd Hotline. 
The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Johnny Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Let's get right back to it. All right. We talked about free beer at Port Royal. Now let's talk about drinking beer out of a shoe. Yeah, I know. What a combination. It's an all-beer Tuesday here on Wing Nation. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Joining us fresh off from that win at the Devil's Bowl in Texas, James McFadden joins us. Hello, James. How are you? Good. Guys, thanks for having me on. It can't be a bad thing if it's an all-beer Tuesday, can it? That's exactly right. All-beer Tuesday, that's for sure. James, not only your second win of the season, but really your win last year came in October. Um, Just kind of assess... Um, how you're feeling about things with this 83 team, getting to victory lane a little bit more consistently than you did the first part of last year, and just kind of kind of how things are going for you guys. Yeah, obviously uh, it took us a while to get to get rolling last year, and it was well documented um, how long it took us, and um, I don't think that was from, you know, lack of speed or effort. We, we were there a lot of nights. We just didn't get the job done, so um, we keep putting ourselves in, in pretty good positions this year, and um, you know, every every race that we've started towards the front, we've we've finished there. So that's the goal: is just to keep you know qualifying and and staying towards the front, making the dashes, and then you know the results take care of themselves after that. James, talk about the initial start the other night. It seemed to kind of win you the race to get out front in that clean air and, and beat Buddy down the the line or the first lap. Talk about how how you made that work. I mean, starting on the outside on a heavy track, it can be obviously hit or miss. How how were you able to time that just right? Uh, I sort of, you know, you've got to play a, a few mind games as much as you can. And <laughs> I've tried to, to get him to, to lead in with a, a little bit of pace because I had a little stumble and I tried to get him to to lead in with some pace and, and go a little a little earlier than he wanted to. So he had to turn the sort of corner sharp out of four. Um, and I knew that was probably the only way to get him to, to you know, freeze right rear up a little bit. So he, he got, you know, a little a little wheel spin on, on exit and um, yeah, it worked worked um you know sometimes you can time those things right and it, and it works and sometimes you you know you time them wrong but just trying to get a good run down the hill so i really had the more momentum getting into one and i think if you know if the roles were reversed and then he got that start it uh, would have been a completely different story so pretty important pretty important start i knew that and then obviously with the dash passing those two cars in the dash put us in a position that it got us on the on the front row so 
Yeah, it's you know as well as I do, it's a combination of a lot of things that go into a night. You you've got to get it right every time with the outlaws, and and we did. James, that fascinates me how technical this is and how little things as far as angle of the car and gassing it up coming out of four and having to turn and everything like that. Um, there's just a lot of detail to this. I mean, have you have you had scenarios where you've been on the opposite side of this one? Have you had scenarios where you've you've been able to 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 to, to do things like this in the past? Yeah, I actually just learned from my heat race. I started on the the outside front row there in my heat race and and mm. let Brent go. You know, Brent Marks go there at the start, and and it made me really vulnerable to the guy running third because of the way that, that you could get a start off the bottom there. So. Just tried to learn as much as I could from that mistake, um, and then move it into into the next one. I think Devil's Bowl is one of those unique tracks where you can start from the outside and and you know get a really good start. So you know you watch as much video as you can on starts, and and then you know try and you know like I said change some things that I did wrong in the heat race to to change that for the feature. James, the track on Saturday night was really heavy. The speeds were pretty incredible the entire race. When you're leading a race like that, obviously you don't we don't get tracks that are big and fast that are usually heavy and stay heavy through the night. How hard is that to kind of manage manage the speed? I know you mentioned after the race that you I think it was Brian Brown you got behind and kind of knew you had a good pace and didn't have to worry. Talk about how as a driver you do that and you know you you have enough speed that you're still going to keep that lead. Um, you know, I just I think really the the risk versus reward to me was the thing that I you know that I thought was was where I could manage it. Um, I think if I tried to pass Brian, it would have been a, a risky move. Um, but in saying that, you know, you got a guy like Buddy in second who's going to go all out for the win, and um, you just don't know when the track breaks enough that you can maybe use the top. So I just tried to move a little bit, half a car or a car length here and there, just to try and figure out if the track was moving a little bit. And I think it was towards the last little bit of the race, it was starting to get a little slick on entry, so you could widen your entry out a little bit. But I knew if I sort of placed my car in the middle, it was going to be really hard. And I just knew from you know watching Brian, he was right in the middle and making my car react bad in the air. And, and I just thought if I can sort of follow his tire tracks, I'm going to be okay. So. It's a super hard thing to manage. It's like rubber. You know, you, you don't really know when the track's going to move, but I felt like my pace was decent enough that, that I could defend myself if I needed to. James, a win on the World of Outlaw Nasser Did You Drink Sprint Car Tour is big, but there's certain places that are really special places on the tour. To get a win at Devil's Bowl, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it's, um, you know, you just sort of, have a win and you think how cool is this and then you know the Sunday you're sitting around looking at the cowboy hat and the trophy and then remembering all the history that that goes on you know with Devil's Bowl it's um it's an honor um like I said I I'm privileged to be able to just come over here and race and now to win at, at tracks like Williams Grove and Devil's Bowl is is pretty special so yeah every win's different um in each way how you how you know how it sits with you as a person, and um, I definitely am grateful that we've we've had the opportunity to win at Devil's Bowl, and um, it's definitely a cool trophy that I'm going to be proud of having on my mantelpiece uh, for the rest of my life, for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. So I need to ask about the shoey. Are you regretting that you started this tradition? And it just was my my view of it, but it looked like you put a little less beer in it and didn't actually, than, than the first time it was like, you know, now it's a tr- tradition, but I really don't want to drink this beer out of my shoe. So <laughs> I love it, but it seemed like there was only a little splash in there this time. 
Yeah, I need to pick the game up then a little bit more if that was that obvious. Um, I, yeah, the, the one in Volusia had a little bit too much sand in it and it took me half an hour to get the sand out of my throat. So I'll, uh, I just got to pick and choose when the right time to do it is. It's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty wild tradition that I'd, I'd never really done until, uh, until Lakeside. And that was only because there was a, a friend of mine from Australia there that said, oh, I've got a couple of beers in my pocket. When you win, we'll do a shoey. And I was like, yeah, whatever, let's do it. And we won. So then it was like, oh, you, you have to do it. And now it's just become a bit of a, a bit of a thing. And I think, you know, fans like it. You've got to, you got to be different and, and set yourself aside from other people. And, you know, just getting up on the wings pretty boring these days. So <laughs> Why not smash a beer out of your shoe? No doubt. I, 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 love, I love that you're doing it. I don't know that I would be doing it, but I love that you're doing it. I think that's fantastic. Um, it's not that bad. It's just, you know, if you've got, had a bit of an oil leak or something, then it gets a little ordinary. Oh, gosh. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> We've got sand. we got oil. we got everything now, in your beer. Yeah. Do you just let the shoe dry and then use it next week, or are we going through shoes fast here? Yeah, and no, I just let it dry just to make it even more just nastier each week. <laughs> well, yeah, but if you're standing in victory lane, that's yeah. all right. That's the thing. That is it's so worth good. it. Um, you, Absolutely, especially with one shoe on, it makes me feel like I'm a little Australian. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things we've followed along, and Darren, Darren has uh, Darren Pittman shared with us when he drove for Dennis and Teresa Roth is, you know, they follow along so much. Dirt Vision has really allowed them to stay tied into the sport while they're out in California. Uh, did you get a chance to hear from the boss man? Did uh, everything everything good with the boss man after that win? Yeah, he's pretty pumped. Obviously, after a uh, pretty terrible uh, stretch of races, there we had three really bad races. Um, yeah, which makes it hard to watch on Dirt Vision for sure. So, you know, a bit of pressure on us to perform. And, um, you know, as everyone knows, Dennis expects to win races. And, um, you know, every time we can win races, he's he's ecstatic. So he was really excited about it. Um, obviously, to already have two wins this year has been, been really good for us. And, uh, yeah, it's cool that they get to watch. Um, you know, Dennis and Teresa can watch. And then even my family back home are, are watching with Dirt Vision. So it's... Uh, it's a great time to be able to, to race, um, you know, the, the exposure that we're getting through Dirt Vision and, and, you know, even little things like my family obviously can't be here all the time and and they get to watch every race we do. So it's like they're here. Um, my little boy was watching. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. And like I said, Dennis, is, Dennis and Trees have put a lot in this sport and for them to be able to watch 80 races without having to leave is um, pretty cool. Neat stuff, that's for sure. World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Tour rolls into U.S. Uh, 36 Raceway in Missouri and then over to uh, Wichita, Kansas. Uh, your expectations as we go to these two racetracks? Uh, two new tracks for me, so okay. um, that'll be fun. I always enjoy the, the challenge of going to new tracks. Uh, I watch, I've been watching a video on the, the Friday night track. It looks unreal. It looks like a lot of fun. It's I'm a short track guy at heart, and I've been winning races on half miles lately. But I'm a short track guy, and, and really enjoy, you know, the high bank, big cushion places. So I'm excited for that. Um, and then obviously the the Jason Johnson race on on Saturday is going to be pretty cool. He was a really close friend of mine. It's always um, fun to to race in his honour, and and um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that race as well. 
be really nice to see you go back-to-back on Saturday nights or back-to-back on Friday and Saturday or the, just sweep the whole thing and drink all kinds of beer out of shoes. You know, if they're going to have free beer at Port Royal, you might as well be doing beer out of shoes down in uh, Kansas and uh, and Missouri. That is for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe I can get my team to uh, – maybe I can get my – we can have a group shoey on the front straight. Yeah, That'd let's call out the team. Good. Yeah, and- I like that idea now. I like that idea too. Yeah. Yeah, get the team involved with it. Yep, that's it for sure. James, so awesome that you're off to a good start with these two wins. Uh, we appreciate the time joining us on Wing Nation. Congratulations, and uh, uh, keep up the pace. We'll talk to you again real soon. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. There we go. J-Mac, James McFadden joining us here. Man, oh, God, what a cool dude. He really is. Cool He's such a great personality. Is. He really is. That is so neat. That really, truly is. On an all-beer Tuesday. Yeah. You're on, uh, and I, now we expect the 83 team next time they're in victory yeah, lane. Yeah, we want to see them all, all do shoeys. We need to see everybody on that 83 team doing shoeys. And then Steve will do one here on Tuesday. Yeah, well, I... I'm just thinking it's an all beer Tuesday and there's only two people that haven't had beers here. Yes. That's it. There's a lot of talk. Where's our where's our producer Craiger when yeah. you need him with the cooler? I'm drinking boys. a beer. He's always <laughs> drinking a beer. Okay, never mind that. Never yeah, mind thanks that. For while, sharing. while he enjoys a beer, you enjoy these words and we'll be right back with more Wing Nation. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Dirt Empire Magazine is the ultimate dirt track racing only magazine in the world. Featuring interviews, opinions, event photos, tech, and 100% racing action. Each issue includes late models, modified sprint cars, and more. Big event photos from the best photographers in the sport. And great one-on-one interviews with the top drivers as well as grassroots racers. Pick up a copy of Dirt Empire Magazine today at select tractor supply stores or other area retailers. Or get your subscription today at DirtEmpireMagazine.com. Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit, rolling along here. I've had a ball today talking to Lucas Wolf and to James McFadden. A lot of Great. beer talk. A lot of beer talk. That's it. Well, I'm telling you what, we're sprint car fans. It's if you if you're not talking beer, you're 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 probably in the wrong form of motorsports. Um, <laughs> free beer, Port Royal. Man, that is a phrase right there. Oh my gosh, that is a phrase. That is the phrase that pays right there. Uh, they yeah, might- yeah, Steve, I got to say, I got to interject here. You know, okay, think about who the promoter of Port Royal. Oh, I is. understand. No, it's no, I know where yeah, this idea came Steve from. Steve O'Neill, I mean, and 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 Earl the Pearl, and everybody up there. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, this is not a. Sh- if you would have told me, and I'm talking global motorsports, let's go F1 to karting. If you would have told me, name a track that would figure a way to give away free beer, it would take me all of a half second to say Port Royal. Yeah, maybe we should start like a hashtag Shoey at Port. Shoey at Port. Well, yeah, wait free till, beer. Well, yeah, wait till J Mac goes up there and drinks that free beer out of his shoe. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but if you were to tell me a track that yeah. would be a, the, the, it's not even. I mean, look, when we go to Knoxville, Port Royal Speedway takes over the Iowa Beer Bus. True. When you that is you've true. seen the, yeah. there have been times there where it's like, oh my God, this is just like Port. I mean, so, no, I think, Craig, your point is spot on. If there's one track that's going to do free beer, it's going to be Port Royal. 
I just worry, you know, have, has, has the mayor, has Dylan Sisney been there, been been informed, so he can get so he can get all the the traffic headed in to get the free yeah. beer because that's going to be well, tricky. God, that's going to be tricky. Oh, a good problem to have. And and the good news is, I think the best news out of all of it is Lucas says right now the weather forecast yeah. seems like it's decent. Let's hope. Yeah. Holy cow. Um, let's talk about the Sprint Car Hall of Fame real quick here. Birthday calendar. Um, later this week, we have Pete DiPaolo, Tommy Hinnerschitz, Jack Audenshield, Herman Church, Bobby Davis Jr., Frank Lockhart, Marty Shorter, Pritzbuller, um, Tom Marchese, Johnny Thompson. And tomorrow would have been the two, or the, the two, tomorrow would have been the 101st birthday of 2023 inductee Andy Linden. Andy was born in 1922. The car culture out in California is where he was born, but as was always the case, World War II stepped in, stopped everything, but he started running with the California Roadster Association, which is the original CRA, in 1946. 1950, he won the Auto Club of America Pacific Crown Sprint Car Championship and wings in USAC and midgets, seven-time starter in the Indy 500. Uh, racing career was cut a little short in 57. A, cla- a crash in Clovis, California ended his driving career, but he lived well beyond that. Another 30 years passed away in 1987. But Andy Linden is forever enshrined in the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. One Sprint Car Place, Knoxville, Iowa. You can become a member of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum for only $25. You can go to SprintCarHOF.com. That's SprintCarHOF.com. All right. Fingers crossed. Uh, we talked at the top of the show about Attica hopefully getting racing in. Uh, the Tezos All-Star Circuit of Champions, they kick it off with the Spring Nationals at Attica this Friday and Saturday night. Tyler Courtney, rather to defend the championship. I know the Attica regulars wish they'd had a week or two to get a little <laughs> head start on the All-Stars rolling in, but uh, fingers crossed that everything goes good at Attica yeah. and we have good weather, and it'll be good to have the All-Stars back yeah. up and running. get yeah. them going again. Get them going again. World of Outlaw, NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. We talked about this, the Midwest, US 36 Raceway in Missouri, and then Saturday, the Jason Johnson Classic at 81 Speedway in Wichita, Kansas. King of the West, they're hoping third time is the charm. Uh, the rainy season in California has certainly got the best of them. Them Saturday night, Hanford, Peter Murphy's place, King Speedway, uh, ten thousand dollar to win Anthony Simone Classic. IRA Moa Sprints, their season opener, their co-sanctioning Friday and Saturday at thirty four Raceway and Williams Grove, Lincoln Port, Atomic, Wayne County, St. Francis, all have weekly racing coming up. And fingers crossed, we have a lot of results to talk about next mm-hmm. week. See what happens with it. No doubt. I mean, this this old this old one. We we maybe we hope we got the March showers out of the way, so we got April flowers and sprint cars. Yeah, exactly. We'll go with that. <laughs> Sounds good, right? Sounds real good. Yeah, um, we'll go with that. Fun times. Um, we are active and busy on Twitter, on Facebook. We have our YouTube page where you can find all of these shows and interviews. Really, really good stuff there. Um, you can look at the uh, those of you coming to Attica this weekend. The Tom Book um, Motorsports Justin Peck Merchandise Trailer will have Wing Nation gear at Attica, uh, or you can go to shopwingnation.com. And uh, don't want to get too far ahead of us. We do have a show next Tuesday, but next Tuesday night is the $50,000 mm. win. Shane Stewart's Heartland of America Showdown presented by Trackhouse Racing. The second race for the high limits, but the kickoff of what they're doing yeah. here with their tour, and that's next Tuesday night. So fingers crossed for good weather out there at Lakeside Speedway as well. So, 
Lots and lots happening for sure. And on the topic of that, joining us this past week or this week on our Wing Nation TV show presented by Sage Fruit, same Shane Stewart. We catch yeah. up with him. Uh, we already did it. I've said this before. We were, we were already recorded that interview. Uh, we do the interview. He's on a, a skid steer. Oh, that's while awesome. doing the interview, working at the track there. Shane's so, good uh, people. Shane's good people, that's for sure. You can catch that Wednesday night in Revan, Canada, and on Friday afternoon, 1230 Eastern Time on Mav TV. We greatly appreciate Lucas Wolf and James McFadden for joining us. More important than all of that, though, thank you for joining us here on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com.